everybody. Welcome back to Weirdo Talking. I'm your host, Basna Raghu. And did anyone tell you that you are incredible? You are incredible. You are amazing. You're beautiful. And you deserve all the love in the world. I hope you know that. Anyway, um, so today we'll be talking about motivational speakers and the world of self-help and why I hate it. Don't get me wrong, I'm all about self-help. I'm all about, you know, loving yourself. I'm all about caring about yourself. I'm all about, you know, people taking time to grow, heal. I love that, do it, it's incredible. And most of my old episodes were on that. All of them were. It's all about loving yourself and healing and all of that. In those episodes, I did talk about how awful a person can feel sometimes, how it's not easy to just be happy. And I like that I did that because some people don't really understand how intense depression is. They don't understand how intense these mental illnesses are. So I'm glad I did that. But I didn't talk about healing. I didn't talk about, um, you know, the treatment. I did talk about it in a very like, oh, you'll be very, very sad. And then slowly you'll be very, very happy. I did like glamorize it a lot. And which is, that's why I like have deleted some of those old episodes because I really don't agree with that anymore. (laughs) Um, Because I know, I mean, at the time I was sad and then I was happy. So I was, I was like, yay, this is exactly what everyone needs to know. So it wasn't very realistic because I was only talking about how I went through all of those things and then how I got better and everything was great. That's not how it's like for most people. I, and not even for me, but I just didn't know that at the time. Well, now I know that healing is a very chaotic, a very confusing, frustrating process. So I don't agree with a lot of things that I used to say, which is why I deleted a lot of those episodes. It just feels weird to have that still up and for people to listen to. Um, which is why I don't talk about like uh, body image a lot nowadays. <laughs> um, like so, there was one episode which a lot of people listen to. It was about like feeling beautiful and why everyone is like, this is the perfect body and why you should not listen to all of that. I've deleted that episode and I am not going to talk about body image for a while at least because I'm struggling with that right now and I don't want to give advice when I don't really know what will help (laughs) you know what I mean I'm all about loving yourself you should love yourself and you should you know love yourself you should be yourself that is incredible um I'm talking more about like the self-help industry and how they use you when you are at your lowest to make money so yeah, I hate motivational speakers, most of them. Um, I hate them. Um, there's a lot of plagiarism, which is one of the reasons why I hate them. They basically make a lot of money because they know your insecurities and know how to make you think that they're helping. You know what I mean? They all use like cliches and they all talk about the same thing, but in different ways. I mean, those things can be true, I guess, but they're not really, they're not really helpful. <laughs> And most of those, like, they're just, they keep copying each other. Um, So it's not really, there's nothing original. There's no, there's nothing new. Um, And they make people think that they're helping, but they're not. Where does it all start? It starts with, well, you are your lowest. You're depressed. You're just angry all the time. You're at your lowest. You feel 
incredibly sad. And then you get sucked into the world of self-help where they just use you. They use these people. I don't think they realize that some people are actually depressed, lonely, they cry all the time, they, they're suicidal. And without any knowledge of literally anything, like other than how to make money in cruel ways, they just say things that to you might seem like perfectly normal and good advice, but it's just not if you look deeper into it, um, which is what we're going to do in this episode. The world of self-help is just very attractive, like a, like a bunch of people just wanting to be better. That's awesome. You know, a bunch of yoga videos, a bunch of like self-help books that talk about hustling and yeah, you do it, bro. You can do it. You know, you can do it, bro. But like, they don't really give you any advice. <laughs> they don't really give you any good advice. Um, but you just get sucked into it because it just, it's, it feels good. Um, there's some like satisfaction in like listening to all the speeches, speeches and like reading all the books. Um, there's, it's basically this like, illusion of progress you think you're like happy and great and you're like oh i was so sad and now i'm not you you feel like you've done all these things that people are telling you to do you have so much dopamine but in reality you've you've not really come anywhere you you nothing has changed you get addicted um so like when you're suffering and looking for help the self-help industry kind of like manipulates your weaknesses by selling you false hope and these people are making a shit ton of money. Let me tell you, they make a shit ton of money. According to like some studies and some articles that I read, the self-help industry is estimated to grow $13.2 billion by 2022. The fact that like this is even an industry is kind of like iffy and scary because like they're profiting out of like, they're profiting from vulnerable people. There's this um, YouTuber who made this incredible video. I'm going to link some like good videos that I watched for, you know, while I was researching for this episode. Um, I'll link those videos down below. They are amazing. Um, this guy called James, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Johnny. Um, he basically made this incredible video and he said, you are more profitable to the self-help industry, unhappy and discontent, than you are happy and fulfilled. Um... And I feel like that just explains what I was trying to say in a better way. And also, the thing I hate most about these people, they aren't professionals. They're not therapists. If you actually look at their like mantras, their like messages, statements, if you look at all the phrases they use, you will find that they they sound good and they like they they look motivational, but they don't actually like they're they don't hold up in reality. They don't it's not realistic. Each of us are different and our potential is different. And the way we process emotions, we all do it differently. We can't all listen to the same motivational speakers and the same advice that they give. They don't talk about how this might have worked for them, but it can't work for everyone. Some people need like, like that, you know, hard, like, yeah, bro, you can do this, like, go for it. Like they need that kind of advice. But for some people, they kind of just need to talk and they want someone to listen and hug them so we're all just different and you can't just you know um glamorize the same quotes over and over again to every single person on the planet 
So I just want to like get into some of the quotes that they use often and I want to talk about why they are extremely toxic. Um, let's start with the classic. Ignore the hate, the negativity. Ignore the sadness in your heart. Ignore all of that. Most people can't. And it's really difficult and you won't get anywhere trying to do that. Um, ignoring sadness and negativity will literally get you nowhere. Um, if you are actually sad and you feel miserable every day and you want to die, you should not ignore that. That's dangerous. You need to get like proper help from a therapist or you need to like you need to talk about it, take the right medication, prioritize your mental health. Do not ignore it. There's this quote um, by the poet, I think, or author Robert Frost. He says the only way out is through and that that is very true. You need to work through the sadness. Therapists are there to like give you the skills to do that. They are there to help you th get through all like the trauma. You need to open up about it. You should not ignore it. You should you can't ignore sadness. And this ties in with another quote that I hate. Um, be positive. Be happy. Look at the bright side. Um, a lot of people used to tell me this when I told them that I was depressed and I just find it extremely disrespectful, extremely ignorant. I find it extremely toxic and just please educate yourself before you talk to someone who is depressed. Educate yourself on what you should say and what you can't say. Please, because you're just hurting them more. The amount of sadness and guilt I felt every time someone said that, it literally broke me apart. We all know, like, the, it's good to have, like, a positive outlook on life and it's good for our mental health, mental well-being. Um, but the problem is that life isn't always positive. <laughs> we all deal with painful emotions and experiences and trauma and those Emotions, when while they can be very scary and unpleasant, they're important to be like felt. It's you need to feel them. You need to deal with them openly and honestly. Let me just tell you, if people who are depressed can just be happy, they simply would just be happy. But they can't just be happy. So why can't you give some good advice? listen to what they are struggling with and teach them ways to cope instead of saying, be happy, look at the bright side, be positive. Because no, th that's, a that's just shitty advice. Don't say that to people. There's this article from the website Very Well Mind that I read and they said, rather than being able to share genuine human emotions and gain unconditional support, People find their feelings dismissed, ignored, and outright invalidated when people say, be positive or be happy. You know what I mean? Now to one of the most frustrating, frustrating, and just deceiving um, quotes. <laughs> like this quote is the most deceiving thing ever. Work hard, hustle, hustle culture the most frustrating thing and very deceiving um hustle culture is basically like when you're constantly working never taking breaks never sleeping enough you don't eat when you're tired you don't sleep you don't stop when you're tired you stop when you're done that's basically the whole hustle culture thing um and that is obviously bad 
So working hard is very important. Yes, you need to work hard to get to your dreams and all of that. Don't work too hard because obviously like it could lead to awful health issues. As important as it is to like work hard, if you need a break, you need to take a break. Your body is telling you to take a break. So it's very frustrating to me when like motivational speakers are like, you need to work hard, like eight hours a day, every single day. If you don't work hard, you are doing it wrong. You know, I mean, it's just very, oh, because again, hustle culture is bad because like it, it has serious, like awful health issues. And also you like, you'll get burnt out, which basically means like you'll, you'll be tired to do anything. Even if you love what you do more than anything, we all need breaks. We can't just keep going for a long period of time. If you are sad and you need time to, you know, collect yourself, you, you can do that. You don't need to keep working hard every single day, all the time, because that, it will only lead to like, awful side effects. So there's this article from the website Headversity that says, um, by forcing workers to be in a go hard or go home mindset, hustle culture puts the body in a state of fight or flight. The constant stress releases the stress hormone um, cortisol in higher amounts and for prolonged periods. To normalize these elevated cortisol levels, the body must enter a state of rest. But what if hustle culture doesn't allow time for rest? The burnout is inevitable. Many motivational speakers just talk about like working hard, but never the privilege that pushed them there. You can't just be like a rich white man, you know, straight, cisgendered, and just say, hey, see, I worked hard and I got here. You can do it too if you just work hard. You can't do that. <laughs> Some people work hard every single day for years, claw their way to like making dreams reality and still are met with rejection and disapproval from society. Understand why that is, you know? Don't just keep saying, work hard. If you work hard, you can do anything. You can be where I am. And also a bunch of these motivational speakers talk about success in a very weird way. Like there are motivational speakers who bring a suitcase of money to stage and show it off and be like, see, I made all of this money and I just worked hard for it. If you work hard, you can get all of this money. Because no, no, society won't allow that. Society won't allow that for every single human being. We need to fight against that. There are women who work hard for like hours on end, never stopping, single mothers trying to support their families, face sexual harassment at work, and still they don't get paid as much as the male co-workers. Do you know how frustrating that is? Do you know how infuriating that is? There are people from the LGBTQIA plus community who study for years and don't get hired for a good job. There are people, I mean, <laughs> what am I talking about? They don't even have equal rights yet equal, like, basic human rights yet. That's just, oh, it's infuriating. There are people, people of color, never get paid enough, don't get hired, they aren't treated equally. These people work their butts off. So don't you get it twisted. Don't tell these people that they aren't achieving anything because they aren't working enough. They work more than enough. 
so if you couldn't tell, I got a little angry there and I had to cool down a little bit. Um, okay. So anyway, sorry, I just get really passionate about this stuff. Okay. Um, Mr. Jay Shetty is famous for being a live coach, motivational speaker, um, question mark. I, I mean, I don't know if he is a motivational, but he's basically like a former monk and he is here to give us all great advice. Woohoo! Except I hate him because he actually doesn't give good advice and most of his, most of his quotes aren't his. Um... A few people who listen to this um, podcast, again, um, they have told me that, um, they have told me about him, and they have told me that I am like him and that I should like him, and yes, I know about him. I I hope I'm not like him, but, like, I would love the money and views and followers, (laughs) but, like, I, I, I don't want to be like him, and I don't want to be him, and no, I don't like him. If you actually see his videos, they are very twisted and weird. And he gives very unprofessional advice, which is scary because like, like considering how many people love him and, you know, they're like his ride or die fans. Um, it's scary. And there are people in my family who watch him and give me advice like him. Like, if you are depressed and not listening to people yelling at you, you will lose them and you will be sad and your father will die. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's an actual video on his channel. I think it's called like woman, woman who doesn't listen loses husband or something. Go watch it. You will be awoken to say the least. So yeah, I just don't like him because he gives very unprofessional advice. And I don't like that um, most of his quotes aren't his. He doesn't do anything um, original. Um, The only thing, the like he's on the Ellen show. He's that famous. This guy is that famous. And for what? For what? Also, I wanted to talk about hashtag girl boss for a while, um, but I'm not going to get it, get into, get like too deep into that because it's not very related to this topic, but I want to talk about it because it's basically hustle culture, but <laughs> for women. Um, but like when I say women, take it lightly because I don't mean all women because, you know, society would not just allow that. Of course not. So it's basically for like straight white cisgendered women. <laughs> Um, and, uh, it's weird. Basically, like, the hashtag girl boss was popularized by Sophie Amoruso. I think that's how you pronounce it. Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, she basically wrote this book called Girl Boss. And basically, if you call yourself a girl boss, it means you work hard, you're independent, confident, and able to achieve anything you want, which is awesome. And, you know, if you're like that, go for it, gal. I support you. I'm here for you. But I'm talking about how, like, hashtag girl boss is no longer something empowering and beautiful. It's basically a business move and, like, a marketing strategy. <laughs> People realized how, like, hashtag girl boss is, like, famous and everyone who uses it is basically, like, a feminist but not a feminist, but a feminist but not a feminist. <laughs> um... And they basically, like, a lot of businesses realized how, like, popular this word is. And they started using it. Like, hashtag girl boss company. Um, and when they use phrases like that, like, people love to support brands like that, obviously. People love to, you know, because we are all supportive, I hope, for, like, the feminism movement. Most people are. Um, so many people buy from, like, environmentally friendly brands. They also 
you know support brands who like donate to, to charity a lot so if it says hashtag girl boss this means it's very women centered it's like a lot of women work on this project together um a woman is the lead and all of that so why wouldn't you want to support that uh, obviously like a lot of these businesses are very like male dominated um areas so it's great that women are you know getting into all of that so let me support this brand but let me tell you most brands that you know put on the hashtag girl boss on their logos and stuff they're, they're not they're not really good to all women actually most people most brands that use the hashtag girl boss like have literally been proven to being very racist um very homophobic there are a bunch of articles on it i will link all of it down below um go check that out um so yeah i hate girl the whole hashtag girl boss thing but i used to be a part of it i actually had a separate account on my instagram page just dedicated to like girl boss quotes and i used to post on it a lot um but i've deleted that as well because again don't agree with any of those things anymore <laughs> but yeah um i did follow a lot of um people who were you know quote-unquote girl boss like they were very much like that and they were very much um promoting that and one of the examples is the creator itself um to the creator itself um <laughs> sophie amaruso she was a big inspiration to me uh a long time ago um but then her brand kind of <laughs> messed up and her show if you haven't watched girl boss on um netflix i watched it and i liked it for a while and then it's a really bad show <laughs> sophie amaruso directed it and that's not why i stopped liking her her brand her company nasty gal um it kind of it had a big falling out and another person i used to follow is uh rachel hollis i loved her to death i read all her books i watched most of her you know seminar things and um her youtube videos i thought she was incredible and then shit happened and i was again met with disappointment <laughs> uh, so rude <laughs> basically rachel hollis was another she was uh, a motivational speaker she was a motivational speaker but she basically packaged all the other motivational quotes to be suitable for her audience so again a lot of copying and all that she also plagiarized a lot of quotes and she tried to uh steal what's her name um someone's you know the still i rise quote the famous still i rise um she tried to um plagiarize that but then <laughs> she got caught rachel hollis had a lot of seminars with her um husband and they were very weird they rachel hollis is very much very much like look i'm so relatable i'm so quirky i'm so weird just like you but also i'm way better than you you know that, that that's the job for most motivational speakers but that was very much her she was a role model for a lot of women who didn't identify as feminists but were like working moms um white middle-aged women um which nothing wrong with that it's just you know it wasn't very uh inclusive of all 
women. Um, but anyway, and she uh, basically she had a lot of seminars with her husband as well. Um, and they, oh God, they made people pay a shit ton of money for their seminars and their books and all of that. And they kept repeating the same things that everyone else did. Look, we have such a perfect relationship, blah, 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 blah. And can you imagine the amount of frustration a person can feel when you paid a thousand dollars to go to a seminar and then a month or two later they get a divorce so like all this advice that you got from these two people to for your relationships and to make sure your relationships are healthy and then they fall apart i mean nothing wrong with divorce obviously that's that's awful i'm so sorry that she went through that but she did charge a lot of money and say, oh, look, we're, our relationship is perfect and, you know, made people feel like, oh, I want that, I want that. But, like, the truth is not all relationships are perfect. And focus on your relationship and how you can work through things with your partner and don't listen to these motivational speakers and stuff because, no, don't do that because every relationship is different. Everyone is different. It, yeah, again. So that's one. And then she also had a live stream once. Um, and this was basically her downfall. Um, um, Rachel Hollis was on a live stream and then someone commented because uh, she was talking about how this woman was coming to clean her toilet. And she was very much like saying, you know, that woman who comes to clean my toilet and didn't say her name. or It was very weird that she like referred to that woman as just Oh, that girl who cleans my toilet. Um, so someone in the comments said, you're very privileged. And um, Rachel Hollis was very much like, yeah, I'm privileged. And she was so like proud of it and didn't like, she wasn't empathetic in any way. So people got really offended by that. Um, which again, for me as well, it was very weird and iffy. And then she, uh, someone, the same person again commented, you're not relatable. And then she said, yeah, of course I'm not relatable. I'm like the, you know, all great women are not relatable. And then she like, kind of co kind of compared herself to Oprah Winfrey and Malala and uh, all these other great women. And it was just so weird because she was like, yeah, I'm like them. I, you can't, I'm, all great women aren't relatable and I'm not relatable. I'm a great person. You know, it was really weird. <laughs> uh, and people started to not like her after that and then she came out with a book where she called people dumb and it was just it was it's a whole mess um again i'm gonna link a bunch of videos about that as well and so that's basically the downfall of girl boss feminism there were a lot of other women who were like yeah i'm a girl boss i'm blah 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 but then none of their brands were very inclusive of all women and also it's a very like it's a very weird thing to like call someone who uh, like women don't like being called girls little girls after you know um working so hard all their lives you know it's a very weird thing to say um which is why most some people don't like the term girl boss um and also most of these women who like were very much girl bosses <laughs> quote unquote um they had their own businesses and it was very much like look we it's a girl boss company and again it was a very not good company most of these women like 
their companies were very racist, very homophobic. Um, there are a bunch of articles on that. You should definitely go look it up and do your own research as well. Um, it's just a mess. Basically, I just have to say, while researching for this episode, I just realized something so obvious, but it was mind-blowing. It is that women can also be scammers. <laughs> women can also be evil, just like men, just like every human. Because we always, I, I don't know, it's just, it didn't cross my mind. And so it's so like weird now because like so many women just use the term girl boss to promote their businesses and their companies when in fact it's not very, it's not an empowering brand. It's not a very women-centered brand. So many of these brands just scam people. They're not good to all women. They're like, there are so many reports that say this girl boss company was not good to all women. Like, girl boss is supposed to be something that's like, look, we're women, we're strong women, we're strong together, and we can, you know, we can also be in areas where mostly men dominate the whole place, you know? But when, when like, but these brands are not good to all women. That's the thing about feminism. <laughs> and this is, again, not so connected to this uh, topic in this episode, which is why I'm not trying to get too much into it. But, like, I was talking about this with uh, a friend the other day. And it, many, many of my guy friends get really sometimes frustrated with the whole feminist thing because some women use feminism to just be evil. And I was thinking about it, and it is kind of true. Like, it's weird. Like, some women use the word feminism and then they are racist and then they're homophobic and it just ruins the word it's it's a beautiful term it's feminism is about equality so if you're a feminist you are supportive of the lgbtq plus community you're, you're an ally you, you're not a racist <laughs> um Come on, like, it's not that difficult to just be nice. Everyone is beautiful. Everyone is human. If, you're, if you claim to be a feminist and then you're, like, not supportive of the LGBTQ plus community, not supportive of black women, then you are not a feminist. <laughs> so, um, that's the episode. <laughs> um, and I didn't do, uh, like, I did a lot of research, but I couldn't fit everything in the episode, in this episode. Um, but uh, it was like a quick little overview on everything, and I hope you liked it. Um, and I also have to say, if you're in a dark place right now, if you're struggling, I understand, and I really hope you get help quickly. Um, prioritize your mental health. It's really important. Um it affects everything. I really hope you feel, you start feeling better soon at least. Talk to someone you know, someone you trust, um, family, friends, teachers, any family member, anything. Just just talk to someone um, you trust and someone who can understand um, because it's really important to get out of that dark place. Um, and I know it's really difficult. It's a very chaotic healing process. Um, you can just start with you know, talking to someone about it, get a get an appointment with a therapist, talk about it, um, try to work out, uh, eat healthy, start a journal maybe. Um, 
But uh, yeah, and I hope you liked this episode, everyone. Um, and I will see you next Friday. Bye-bye now.